You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Anissa Foles. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Fergie Philippe. Hi, I'm Eliza Oman. Hola, soy Florencia Cuenca. Y yo soy Jaime Lozano. Hi, this is Al Morgan Lee. It's Alex Brightman from Broadway and beyond. Hi, this is Joe Iconis. And this is Lauren Marcus. Y estás escuchando. And you're listening to B-Way Show. B-Way Show. B-Way Show. The podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome to B-Way Show, the podcast your home for theater conversations from a passionate Broadway fan and reporter. I'm your host, Shoshana, and I want to start off by emphasizing Black Lives Matter, period. The show must go on. It's show time. Get it? <laughs> because I'm Beetlejuice and she's show. Anyway, B-Way show time. You know, the whole being a podcaster thing. Listen, or else. This week's guests are Eliza Oman and Nick Walker. Eliza is best known for her work in Hamilton, King Kong, and Sixth the Musical. She was the former dance captain and Universal Swing in Hamilton on Broadway, original Broadway company member of King Kong, where she was part of the Cheetah Rivera award-winning ensemble, as well as the assistant dance captain. Most recently, Eliza became the U.S. associate choreographer for Six, the musical. Eliza's been in Fosse Verdon, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Saturday Night Live, and so much more. In regard to her work teaching, quote, she's an enthusiastic teacher who instills confidence of self in young performers so they can achieve true excellence in their craft, end quote. Nick Walker is best known for his roles in Hamilton, Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, and Motown the Musical. He was in Aaron Burr in the Philip Company of Hamilton after performing in the ensemble and understudying multiple roles on Broadway. Most recently, he's been leading the company of Ain't Too Proud as Otis Williams. Nick's been on Law & Order SVU and has a multitude of projects he's been working on, including the Chaos Twins with Sasha Hutchings, and Little Justice, the podcast with Alex Smolo. Here's part one of our conversation from April 17th, recorded for my live YouTube series, The Show Must Go On Line. Here's Nick and Eliza. Enjoy. <laughs> I think we're live. Everyone watching at home, thank you so much for tuning in. And Nick and Eliza, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Happy Absolutely. 
thrilled about it. We're going to have so much fun, as I like to call them, show nanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that feels appropriate. Gotta stay on brand. So yeah, absolutely. So let's just start off casual. How have the two of you been? Nick, I know you did a live Instagram earlier today. That's like a mm-hmm. one o'clock every week type of thing. Every Friday at one. Friday at one PM. We uh, we get on the live. And we have some shenanigans. It was funny too because I forgot. So I did the uh, back in 2017. I did the ABC Showcase, and I forgot that we actually had our showcase at our showcase. Like, was having like a little party, a Zoom party at one as well. I was like, "Oops!" So I literally, I did, I did, I did the, the live is usually like an hour. I did it like 30 minutes today because I was like, yeah. "Let me get over there and like say hi." It was awesome. It was awesome to see all the faces. But the live, yeah, live is always fun. I'm waiting for a live to come. Do it, you know. But she doesn't. Eliza doesn't like talking to me. You know, she I hate it. Like, yeah, she hates, she doesn't like interacting with me. So you know, it's good to take a second. That's why I send Nick um, an emoji videos because I don't yeah. want him to see my face. Um, you know but what? it's important for him that we're in regular contact because this, this actually brings up a really good point that I want to. I think we should get up early. You know, so you ask us how we are. I don't know how Eliza is because she only sends me her emotions via the, these digital masks of these animoji. And what I will say is that her animoji of herself is is uh, disturbingly accurate. I don't I don't like I don't like how close to life she was able to get within the parameters of the app. It's very it's like it's like her face. It's very strange. I don't like that. I don't like that she has that much time. The other animoji that she sent me was a giraffe. I did send him a giraffe. A singing giraffe, no less. Yeah, that giraffe is really not cool. And I, I really want her to rethink that. So, <laughs> Eliza, rethink that. You know what I mean? Well, Go I just want to make sure that you're not alone in this time of social distancing. <laughs> and that you know you have the animal kingdom by your side, as well as me in digital form. Not actually me, because I hate you, but, um, yeah. you know, memes and gifts and various and bitmojis. Traps. Exactly. What we call them, traps. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But how but are a, you? Yeah, that's the more important question. Hey, how are you doing? Me? Oh, I feel yeah. like I'm just a fly on the wall in this conversation right now. <laughs> Don't be. No, you got you to step in. Because yeah. this, will, this, will this will go so sour. <laughs> Yeah, I'm great. I'm over here in Washington State here with my boyfriend and our dog and just like chilling. Very fortunate to have outside space. Like we were kicking the footy around before in the backyard. So classic. So all all good. And I want to show you. So we we started the Marvel Marathon, as we mentioned, and I got us Avengers whiskey glasses. Lassie move. You went all in. You went all in. I sure did. Um, well done. But I'm actually a Wonder Woman girl, so this is mine. That's beautiful as well. <laughs> I'm here for yeah. that as well. Yeah, we approve. Where, did you just oh. get those like on Amazon? On Etsy. On Etsy. Oh, nice. And there are like more local vendors. Yeah. Right. I'm all about the local. And there were so many options, and these were like the classiest. So that's what I went for. <laughs> Because you're classy. You are classy. And it's the Avengers true. are classy, so you got to match it. All classy, all the way around. So when I had Fergie on, uh, and I'm going to, I'm not going to quote directly, but it's going to be okay. pretty close. 
he yeah. called you a garbage person. And I me. just want, yeah, yeah, he would never call me that. I'd love to have you respond to that. <sighs> okay. So this let's let's talk about Fergina for a second. And that is his name, Fergina. Um, and that's a wonderful name, and I love always loved it. You know, I think that I think that our industry, our sector of the entertainment industry, breaks down into like two groups. There's people who came into this industry and like fought hard to be here and like want to be here and like love what they do and like, you know, and 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 like love theater and Broadway and like all that stuff. And that's very much Fergie. That's who Fergie is. Right. And then there's people like me that like should not be in here at all. And how they were led into this industry is a mystery to me. And who like everything they touch just burns to embers. You know what I mean? So I feel like and and, and you can and then within that group there's two subsections. You can either lean into that or you cannot. I lean into it. You know, and I think that what you're really experiencing with Fergina is is just uh, he knows that like I am, I am like chaos. You know what I mean? And like I'm there to kind of destroy everything that he holds dear. And so if he wants to call that a garbage person, I would call that progress, right? I would call that the next step in evolution. And that's just what it is. And I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. You know, so Fergie, if you're listening out there, sweetie, I love you. I'm so sorry that you are of the past, but I am the future. And, you know, that's just what and it's, and it's weird because I'm older than him. So I shouldn't be the future. But and yet, and yet, here we are. Bangerang. Shirt says it all, you know. So that's you know what, what I got to say. I just had a vision of What? You know him? You know <laughs> You're gonna hate this, and I'm gonna. I already hate it. I already hate it. You know, in Hercules, those two little gremlins that are um, like friends of Hades. I feel like that actually really perfectly captures Nick because he like wants to raise hell and he wants to like be part of mischief, but he's also gonna like massively mess it up. Like he's gonna do it incorrectly. And then there's something also like weirdly endearing about like their incompetency (laughs) (laughs) and that's nick walker just incompetent incompetent how was he let that was something that fergie would ask me several times like fergie like at the end of so many of our performances in hamilton would just come up to me and be like how how did you get here (laughs) how with all that you do how do you have a job how did you arrive? How do you still maintain? And I would never have an answer for him. You know, Eliza, Eliza, you know, she she worked as our as our dance captain for how long were you dance captain? How long were you DC for on Hamilton? Year and a half. Or yeah. maybe a little yeah, bit yeah, less. Yeah. And you know, so much of the experience, you know, of working with Eliza, Eliza, you know, is um she's I mean, and I will I'm not gonna compliment her often, but well, what I will say is she's incredible on stage. And she, you know, why she is so great at what she does is not only her knowledge of what's going on with her, whoever, whatever role she's in at the time, but like just, I would say of like dramaturgy as a whole, I would say of like just a vast understanding of, of how a machine of a show works, which is why, you know, made her dance captain. 
But I feel like our relationship when she was on stage and I was on stage was probably very frustrating for her because I, as man six, especially in the ensemble of Hamilton Broadway, had little to no regard for like what, what should be happening. You know what I mean? And it was only like, what can I make happen? Particularly when Eliza's on stage. You know what I mean? What can I make? Let's make What's, things. What is unfortunate for me is that <laughs> although I have was in a position of leadership, I also do love to play on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and for me, I'm always like, okay, what can I give people permission to do? Like, what are moments yeah. that I'm like, I know that brings that person so much joy. That is 100% incorrect, but it yeah. makes them happy. So like, what are the moments we can allow them? Like, this is the constant battle with the Neil Haskells of the world. It's like, oh, God, no, Neil Haskell. Neil, you can't do that. That one's not allowed. It's one step too far. You actually um, can't do that. Nick Walker is another great example of that. It's like, nope, we got to rein in again. Someone... <laughs> Someone's going crazy. What's, but then at the same time, if I was on specifically as woman five with him, it was like, why are you bringing over. out the worst in me? Game over. Why you, am you I was, lost all credibility? So if you don't know in the ensemble of, I'm sure everybody listening knows, but the ensemble of Hamilton, man six and woman five are like a pair. Like they, they just spend the show together. So whoever my woman five was, you know, my, my woman five, like that I started with was Elizabeth Judd. And that was like my ride or die. And she, to the point where like, when I had my last show as man six, she had already moved on to standby. It was one of the best things that ever happened to me in theater. She this was surprised, a surprise. this was a really surprise. She'd been standby for like a month at that point. So she hadn't been on stage with me. She came back as woman five for her, for, for my last show. And like, I didn't know until I stepped on stage and I saw, I was like, and it was, it was one of the sweetest things that ever happened. But when Eliza was on his woman five, it was like, it was like, it was a mistake. It was just, it just should not have been like, you just can't, you can't do that. You can't have her and me <laughs> in tracks like that. And you unfortunately, when I first started out, Donald Weber yeah, had yeah. also recently joined the company uh, as um, Man Five, really and yeah, so the, the three of those people just really have a lot of time together. And so Nick and Donald, having the history that they do, also quite yeah. enjoyed like ganging up on me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, yeah. We would, so like we would certain entrances, they would be like, or we'd be on stage, but their shoulders would be covered behind my back, and so they'd be yeah, taking yeah. their in-stage arm and like poking me or like trying yeah. to like unzip my corset or like yeah, yeah, yeah. take my gloves out of my hand like yeah yeah monsters. I, un I unzip boots that was my big thing that I was your thing boots. I love unzipping boots because they because like there's so many moments where people are like frozen and stuff yeah. and like doing like cool moves and shit but they can't move their feet and so I just be like zip and just, you are and they, the most unprofessional to... person I know can I tell you though can I tell you though <laughs> the change that's happened in the past three years like, if you were to be backstage with me, I mean, Ain't Too Proud is a completely different beats because I, I don't you're have You're not backstage, which is actually I'm quite helpful. Less time to plot. Less time and to you're plot. you're probably I, more mentally exhausted, so also less time to plot on stage because you literally I, carry the production. I literally can't do anything because the show won't happen. In a way, like, actually, it's, like, probably better in the long it's run. Much it's like, better. this is the only way to control you, like, give you no opportunities to <laughs> No, so many lines that you have to be professional. 
you have to be, I have to be professional. And, and I, but, but I do appreciate, and I said that, I said that in the letter that I wrote to, to Lynn and Tommy and like, and Patrick, like, because there is, you know, I think that one of the things that I miss about, about ensemble is like, because of the amount of work you're doing, but also the, the amount, like the, the kind of up and down of your track generally when you're ensemble, like, you know, because, because there's no, because there's not generally a narrative focus with you, you do have time and you do have, there's a certain sense of community that I miss. And there's a certain sense of like play that, that I miss just because like that's the ensemble is like, they're the hardest working people in the building, but they also just, they have to rely on each other. And in that reliance and trust comes a playfulness and a fun generally when you have a good ensemble. And, you know, it, it, I will say like, like back to the letter that I wrote, I was like, Hamilton taught me how to properly lead a ship. I did not know before Hamilton. And I will say that like, that was like, I, I, I'm very grateful for the three years that I had to learn how to do this and not be a complete jackass. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I think that it was all like a great learning ground for me. You know, and it's not that hard to not pull pranks. Like, just don't do it. You know, <laughs> just, just don't. Just be just don't a grown up. It. Just be a grown up. But like, and yet same, that's kind of a big deal for you. That's a very big deal for me. That's a very, it's huge for me. But like, I also don't, I don't ever want to lose that sense of play. Like that, that's the thing. You know, there's so few shows, in, and I would say this about Eliza as well. I think, I think the thing that makes you know why, why it kind of force Eliza to be one of my good good friends is like I feel like for both of us there's shows that we truly I don't think would would survive it not because we couldn't do them but just because of I think I think one of the things that I, I love about Eliza is is what fulfills her and what doesn't fulfill her are two very distinct things and she's and and just from being your friend you are in a great way very aware of and and I think that you would always look for the thing that's like okay even if even like like legitimately you as as dc of hamilton you were good you were set you were great you we could sit there and you can make that money and then you were like you know what but i want to do something new so then you go to king kong and then like you keep challenging yourself i mean like that that takes a certain type of person you know what i mean and i think that i think that that's one of the things that i just don't ever want to lose is just that sense of like I, I'm here. I am here to play. You mean, yes, I'm here for money and I'm very fortunate to have these jobs, but like I play pretend, you know what I mean? And I get to, I get to act like, like a badass in these crazy situations. Um, that is fun to me. And I don't, I don't ever want to, I always try to find that balance of like, yeah, I gotta be serious, but I also playing is how I get my best work out. You know what I mean? So like, so it's a balancing act. It's certainly a balancing act. Well, not that I would ever compliment Nick Walker, but I do know this guy named Nick who loves to play. Um, but also the play comes from appreciation and respect of the art. And so wanting to play because wanting to keep the art alive and wanting to stay committed. And so what I think we both learned being in ensemble, uh, especially in a show like Hamilton, is that it's ground to play because there's a lot of ownership in that material. Um, but it's also, you can play with slightly lower stakes because although you carry the show, you're not the guiding point throughout the entire production. And so that kind of teaches you in a safe way how to play and in 
what case and that's also like what art is like you're always needing to make choices you're always needing to bring yourself to the material and so although nick loves to play that he's you know a big bear he's really just like a little teddy bear and he just is like the, the biggest love bug you'll ever be but also it. like a monster but like a cute one like the little like little gremlins from hercules i mean actually if we're being honest you're really more of a fail of hercules Don't, could you not ever say but, that because this- that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> i know Don't, if james ever sees this i'm never going to live it down and it will be all your fault Eliza. well it wouldn't be the first time that something is all my fault so (laughs) woof woof it's almost like there's video evidence that i can just clip that one little part you know (laughs) almost just maybe out there somewhere is video evidence of of insanity yeah man let me go go ahead sorry with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Oh, no, I was just going to say, it was also like when you're like, oh, yeah, this is how I do my bows. I have that. See for yourself. Legit, though. <laughs> legit, though. I do, do. That is the closest bow is that serious actor bow. That's the closest. Because I don't. Because that's the thing. So, so that's actually a really funny story. The longest rehearsal process I had for Ain't Too Proud was that bow. They had to do that bow with me. Maybe like it was a, it took a whole rehearsal for a bow. Because the thing was like. I don't like, I don't like that. I'm not like, I don't, I'm like, this is not what, this is not the point. Like, let's get this done. So like, they had to be like, Nick, please slow down. Nick, please slow down. Nick, please slow. And I had to keep sending me back. And like, until I got the timing right. Cause like, I'm just like, thank you. Move on. I don't want to do this. You know, this whole. <laughs> like, like, I just, I just want to, I want to bow and go home. I don't know. I can't remember if it was that night or like a few days later, but we were hanging out when you were still rehearsing at the yep. studio and we had a full like exegesis about bows, yes. <laughs> like yes. breaking down yes. like why bows are valuable and what they can be. And then, you know, also did <laughs> the impersonations of the various types of bows that exist. <laughs> but then also <laughs> we're like figuring out how can you bow nick and not feel like a fraud but also like be respectful of everyone who's giving you their energy just like you gave them yours so true so true the amount of the amount of exegesis that me and eliza had could maybe like it's almost too many (laughs) we 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 talk i i eliza's like one of my go-to calls for like anything anything having to do with my writing Anything like that's just like like I, I we we just talked we we've broken down a lot of a lot of crazy shit about this industry, you know. 
and will continue to as we are doing now, you know? Look at that. Just like this. Look just like this. This is just like this. Yeah. And so, okay, we've spoken a little bit about Ain't Too Proud, but I also want to talk about Six and the choreography because that show is just, it's so much fun. We saw it in London and then I saw it, actually Six was the last show I saw before Broadway shut down. Oh my gosh, amazing. I'm glad you had a chance to see it. Me too. And I mean, you were about to have opening night. That is true. What was like that emotion like? Just to change up this energy a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, that was a bummer for sure. For sure. I would say, and also, you know, it's just like the nature of a 24-hour news cycle is that you almost always find things out from the internet before you find out about them from the person that you would expect to hear about. And that's like just the nature of the business. I feel like that was true for pretty much everyone. But it was particularly strange for us because the timing was like, the shutdown is taking place, no gatherings of 500 people or more starting at 5 p.m. And we thought, performance is at 6.30. But like, surely we're not going to just not do it. Are we not doing it? So we're te- the associates and I are texting back and forth. And then like 30 minutes later, we got an email that basically three sentences. I was like, the governor's made this decision. We will not have the performance tonight. Thank you. And we were like, wait, that's it? But then, you know, another 30 minutes went by and we got like an in-depth, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And we still were able to like do a very small gathering with cast and crew. And, you know, a lot of people had flown in from London creatives that hadn't been there for the whole previews process. And so we still got to have a little moment just to cheers and connect and say, see you when we see you, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, so I would say all in all, better this way than the other way, which would, would be one opening and then not having a chance to build off that momentum because the world imploded and also opening when it's not safe and feeling like we're not making a wise decision for like the sake of our company, for the sake of the public, et cetera. Um, so now we are in a holding pattern like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But the show itself is such a trip and really fun and those performers are working their butts off for 75 minutes which let me tell you i i keep going down in length of show hamilton's you know a solid two hour 55 minute production including intermission kong was like two hours and 20 minutes which included a 20 minute intermission which was a game changer so i would be home from king kong before they were out of the show at hamilton it was amazing and life-changing But now, 75 minutes, I mean, I really, I have screwed myself. I can't go back. I didn't know what life could be like. And now I know, and it's just going to be, it's going to be a loss. Gross. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. Um, But the show is extraordinary. What I love about, so I think good art happens when people who know themselves and are willing to be like vulnerable and honest with themselves as a human being create art that reflects that. And so what is spectacular about that show is that Toby and Lucy who created it are just the kindest humans I've ever encountered and so unabashed about what they want to create. And I think when material is unapologetic, whether or not it's comedy, entertaining, dramatic, whatever, but when it's unapologetic about what it's trying to do is when it's successful because that material knows what it is, you know? 
And Toby and Lucy have created that. And so they've just created this show that reflects the type of humans they are, which are people that are full of light, that want to empower others, that have a bit of a snarky take on, you know, some terrible things that went down in history, but also saying, what can we do with it? How are we going to take this? And how are we going to move forward? And also they love pop music. Like Toby for his 21st birthday was given a a full-size Beyonce cutout. Like they love pop music. And so they created catchy bops. Like that music is undeniably catchy. So it's just fun. And I love the her story. That is such a nice touch. Oh, they're very clever. I mean, they're, it's full of little like clever puns throughout. But her story is a real winner. Yeah. What do you think like the first show back is going to be like for Sick and Ain't Too Proud? Oh, I mean, I well, all of us are going to have to do, you know, like a few weeks of rehearsals because let me tell you, if you go on like one week vacation, you come back, you're like, I forgot the show. <laughs> so like, this is going to be a situation. <laughs> yeah. um, but once we're done with rehearsals and we stop being scared out of our minds and then people come into the space and everyone's scared out of their minds again, I think it's just going to be electric because I think mm-hmm. we are people that are made to connect and we're people that are made to relate and express ourselves. And we've felt so cooped up for so long. Like even, this is kind of silly, but I've been taking, um, Andy Blakendiller has been teaching class like three times a week. And so we've been doing all these combos and he's been really intentionally trying to be wary of space constraints. And so we've been doing a lot of like tension, uh, material, like things that are a little bit more contained. But today we just did like a really big dance number that was full of release. And it was actually one of the most energizing things I think any of us have done in the last five weeks because we felt like we were pushing past the boundaries um, that our present circumstances are kind of putting on us. And so I feel like that first show will be that same sort of sensation, but exponentially greater. Because I feel like there's just such a desire to like be around people again and to get to do things where we can bring to life what we love and share ourselves with people in that way. So I I think it's just going to be such a blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nicholas. Oh, me? It's my turn. No, I, 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 I completely agree. I think, I think that, I think it's going to be beautiful once we get back because I think, I think exactly like Eliza said, you know, we are, we, this is what we do and this is who we are and, 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 you know, being, being cooped up. And it's also, you know, I think that, I think that when we come back, because, you know, looking at it, you know, none of us can predict this thing. None of us know what's happening. None of us know the details. You know, I, and I think there is a comfort in that, but it's also just the truth. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what the date is. We don't know. But whenever the date is, it's going to have to be a date that audiences feel safe coming back. And, but I think that what's wonderful about that is the amount of trust that's going to have to be in our buildings to make these shows happen. It's going to be massive. And, and, you know, there will be guidelines and there will be a new thing to keep us safe. But I just think that I think you're going to I'm hoping that you're going to see a lot of people who just have been waiting to be back on stage and in in the seats. I'm hoping that it's almost like it's almost like when you're training for um, like, you know, when training for a marathon, when you like when you're uh, practicing basketball, whatever, you know, you wear like ankle weights and you and you like really, you know, you try to add the extra weight so that when you're when you're actually doing the thing, it's like a whole release. And I'm just hoping it's going to be like that where, you know, we've been, we've been kind of holding ourselves back for this moment. And then as soon as the moment hits, 
you know, we, it's going to be something real special. And I know it's, I know for the YouTube crowdcast specifically, that's, you know, cause it's all, it's all the amount of, amount of talent in that building is ridiculous. And I, I, I just feel like our, our first night back is going to be a, a wild, wild party, you know? So yeah, man, but it's the, I was literally just having this conversation with, with, uh, with my wife. You know, I think so much of, of what we have to reconcile with right now is just the fact that like allowing it to be uncertain and allowing it to be scary. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause it is, this is unprecedented. This is, this is something we never in our lives thought would happen. And on top of that, you know, I think about like my, you know, so many of the, like, it's it's specifically our sector of the entertainment industry. You know, film t- film TV will probably be back not anytime soon, but like sooner than we will. You know, it's it we're gonna be we are truly probably the last sector because of who because of what we do because of what we do. And it's not just it's not just us, right? It's you know, it's West End, it's New Orleans, it's any place where your economy thrives off of crowd interaction. But that and I, so, you know, I think that for a long time, I've tried to be like, no, it's just, you know, be positive and whatever. It's like, no, you have to deal with the fact that that's like a little scary, but I, I truly do believe that we are coming back. I, I don't think, I think, I think this is, it's too vital, you know, it's too vital. And that's why I think the celebration would be so big because it's, it's something that we need. We need to get in a dark room and hear some art. That's just part of the human condition. Well, Art has existed for centuries. Like since humans have been alive, we have documentation and record of that people look for ways to express themselves, which is why you have drawing cave drawings, which is why before people could document stories, they were telling them orally. Like art has survived many other instances throughout history of world plagues and like mm-hmm. natural disasters, and yet still because human beings are naturally resilient and adaptable and because artists are inherently created and find creative solutions and people have a desire to express themselves in one way or the other and connect and find words to express themselves that artists can provide. I just can't foresee a future where it doesn't exist. It might look Mm -hmm. different, but I think that's what's spectacular about we are most equipped to handle something different because we are an industry that thrives off of creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's something about people who do something eight times a week, the same thing in front of an audience or who write for that or direct for that. Like it is such a unique skill and that's already so difficult in and of itself that you are the most resilient type of people. And I know at Broadway will be back. This is just intermission as a lot of the companies have been have been posting, but it has been it has been hard to think about like when the next time is that we're going to see something. And we are so fortunate things like this where we can interact over Zoom or the 25 years of Disney, which is coming up after this. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's so exciting that we do have some things are filmed. We can watch Newsies, we watch Legally Blonde, but it's obviously not the same. Thanks for listening to the 16th episode of B-Way Show, the podcast. There's no MCU post credit scene on this episode, so come back next time to hear the rest of our conversation, starting with the films Eliza and Nick have been watching. Quarantine has been going on so very long that since this interview, John and I are yet again on a Marvel marathon. 
but this time we're watching the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, films and TV shows. WandaVision has us wanting all the superhero content we can get. We're celebrating Black History Month and coming up on February 21st, Ham for Progress presents The Joy in Our Voices, quote, an evening of hope, inspiration, and community celebrating Black art and artists, starring members of our current Hamilton companies and featuring some special guests. This event is streaming February 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook and YouTube, end quote. And speaking of what to watch, of course, Hamel Film is now a part of that beautiful list of Broadway pro shots. Which one would you love to see next? Tweet at me. I just started a giveaway. See the prizes on the brand new Twitter account dedicated to B-Way Show the Podcast, at B-Way Show Podcast. That's B-W-A-Y-S-H-O Podcast. Just think of it as Broadway Show Shauna. To enter, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. DM me a screenshot, and just like that, you're a spy on the inside and entered to win. The giveaway runs through March 17th at midnight, Eastern Time. Thank you to the Showtreons, and special shout out to the Showbill and Showstopper levels. Here we go. John Benson, Alyssa Wallace, Ashley Stazak, Judy Kotner, Naomi Kotner, Eva Fink-Clausen, Andy Gilderhus, Shannon Wheeler, Teresa Piliero, and Lisa Michelle Martine O'Neill. To find out what the Showtreons are all about, head over to patreon.com slash bwayshow. We do weekly trivia and monthly video chats. It's a fun time. Come check it out. Thanks as always to Kyle Braxton, aka Geddon, for these awesome beats, Jelani Remy for the beautiful intro riff, Alex Brightman for the Showtime promo, Chelsea Hill, aka Illustrating Diva, for the cool cover art, and all of the wonderful guests. We don't know the future of live theater, or when Broadway will be back, but we do know it's on all of us to get through this pandemic. Wear a mask, be safe, and let's take care of ourselves. We'll see you at the show. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.